Coming to you from deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, Cross Currents in Elektronische Musik of Germany. Hello, and welcome to the Archive of Electronic Music. I'm Tom Holmes, and thanks so much for joining me for this podcast. In the previous episode, we explored early examples of electronic tape music created in France in the style of music concrete. Now we turn our attention to vintage tape music created in Germany during the same period, the early 1950s. This was a time, as you know, that tape composition was at the forefront of electronic music composition, and state-sponsored university and institutional studios were cropping up around the world. If one wanted to experiment with this type of music, you generally needed to be affiliated with an institution to make that happen. This was the state of the field until the early 1970s when synthesizers and tape machines became affordable to even an independent musician. Whereas the French had been dabbling in music concrete for several years, the Germans took a more cautious approach. The catalyst for German electronic music was a thinker from the world of information science, Dr. Werner Meyer Epler, a physicist who took an interest in the development of instruments for electrically created musical sound. In 1949, Meyer Epler published a book in which he outlined the development of electronic music technology up until that time. Also around this same period, another German composer named Herbert Eimer became interested in electronic musical instruments as an evolution of serialism, a mathematically governed composition process with roots in 20th century Austria and Germany. He conceived electronic music as a new frontier, a source of originality that could stand on its own, disconnected from the cultural traditions of his war-torn country. To them, electronic music represented a fresh start. The link between Meyer Epler and Imar was a sound engineer named Robert Beyer, and together they collaborated on establishing an electronic music studio in Cologne, funded by the government broadcasting system, which was called Northwest German Broadcasting, or NWDR, or WDR as it came to be known later in the 50s. The first director of the studio was Imart. For several years, there was a palpable friction between the French and German schools of electronic music. Not only was there a cold war between the Soviet Union and the United States, but one between the Cologne studio and the French studio. The aesthetic starting points of each were completely different, whereas the French worked with concrete sounds that they transformed using the tape medium. The Germans at first produced sounds that were only electronic, that could not be recorded with a microphone. 
Pierre Schaffer, the head of the French studio, once recalled that although they had literally driven back the German invasion during World War II, they had not yet driven back the invasion of Austrian music, serialist and 12-tone music. Music concrete purposefully veered from anything suggestive of Germanic traditions. So Germany pursued a slightly different approach for several years. They called it elektronische Musik, or in English, electronic music. The primary difference between the French and German schools were the approach taken and the methods used. How a work of electronic music was composed and the sources of sounds employed. The French transformed acoustic sounds and doctored them using tape effects. The Germans used electronic sound sources and followed a serialist approach to composition for several years. By the end of the 1950s, however, both so-called schools had relinquished what could only be called a dogmatic approach to composing and ventured into more freewheeling expressions in sound. In the early days, because the German studio leaned towards serialism, it was equipped with tone-generating devices and filters, reflecting the German interest in working directly with the physics of musical tone production. Among the tools at their disposal were several tone-generating electronic musical instruments. One such instrument was the monochord, an updated version of the monophonic troutonium, built especially for the Cologne studio by Friedrich Troutwein. The studio also had a mellow chord, originally built by Harold Bode in 1947 for Meyer Epler to use during his physics lectures and demonstrations. The mellow chord had two monophonic tone-generating systems that were separately controlled using a split five-octave keyboard for which the upper three octaves could be assigned to one tone generator and the lower two octaves to the other. Two notes could be played at the same time, therefore. It also had controls for shaping the attack, sustain, and decay envelopes of the sound. In 1953, the studio commissioned Bode to build a second mellichord for them. The new model had two separate keyboards. Another new feature was the ability to control the filter from the keyboard, adjusting the timbre of the sound. One could, for example, maintain a steady pitch and only change the tone color. The mellichord was capable of generating stable and relatively unadorned sine waves, making it a really valuable tool for the composers. Like later monophonic synthesizers, in order to use the mellichord for additive synthesis, they had to build the works up using multiple tracks of tape and then start the synchronization and montage work afterward with the component tracks. For this episode, I am going to play, in roughly chronological order, several works from the German studio of the 1950s. The playlist for this podcast contains an abundance of details about these works, so please refer to that for a history of some of the more significant compositions played here. What you will hear is the progression of German electronic music through three stages of development. Musik Konkret, with works by Riedel and Stockhausen. Serialist compositions using only electronic tones by Stockhausen, Eimert, Kernisch and Heise.
and finally a broadening of the sound palette to include electronic sounds as well as sounds recorded with microphones, represented by works from Stockhausen, Eimer, and Kagel. Near the end of this podcast, you will witness some of the landmark compositions of this medium. Stockhausen's Gesang der Junglinge and Kontakte, as well as Mauricio Kagel's Transition 1. Stockhausen is all over this episode, of course, but so are five other composers, and you will hear some works that are much less known than the ones by Stockhausen. Let's get started on this exploration of classic tape composition from Germany on this episode of the Archive of Electronic Music called Cross Currents in Elektronische Musik of Germany. This is Tom Holmes.
You are listening to Cross Currents in Elektronische Musik of Germany on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
I hope you enjoyed Cross Currents in Elektronische Musik of Germany, an exploration of the contrasting styles of vintage German electronic tape music. Details about all of the music can be found in the playlist on the podcast website. A transcript of notes for the program are found on my blog, Noise and Notations, located at tomholmes.com. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, Maybe you want to read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge, in print or as an ebook. You may also want to read my book about sound art, also available from Routledge. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to explore our library of past episodes. They span many genres, technologies, and artists associated with electronic music, from symphonic rock to music for meditation, all inspired by vintage recordings from my archives. So long for now from the Archive of Electronic Music. All of the music heard on this podcast is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to thehomesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at TomHolmes.com. So long from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. Thank you.